Amen. How many know there's nothing more depressing than a depressed Christian? You know, I think sometimes we, we end up living life like, like we've been beat up from the street up. And, uh, you know, complaining about situations and worrying about circumstances. And, and gosh, that's the old life. You know, that's not you no more. I said, that's not you no more. You're thinking, well, that was me this morning. No, that's not you. That's the old you, right? But the new you, if any man be in Christ, he's new. Brand new species, new creature altogether, fresh and new. And the new thing that comes is, is there's a peace that comes because we know that God's on our side. We know that he's working all things together for our good because we love him and we're called according to his purpose. We, 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 we've wrapped our heart and mind around the reality that, that, that God is causing everything to, to work towards our good, that no weapon formed against us can prosper. We're not going to live life defeated anymore. Man. And it's not based upon how good we are. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I don't know about you, but the guy sitting next to you is a mess. You know, and thank God that, 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 it's, that it's not based on trying to be good. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be good because Jesus was filled with Holy Ghost and power, and he went about doing good, healing all manner of sickness. That's the life that we're supposed to do. You know, hey, when we embrace this God life, we just end up going around doing good. I, can you imagine how frustrating it must be to hell? Because hell's trying, to, you know, to, to disrupt your life. And, and even, the, the, even the disruptions end up turning out good. Thank you, Jesus. Well, why? Well, it's, it's because of the blood of Jesus has been applied to our life. You know, I, I, I know, you know, uh, uh, the, the kind of the seeker-sensitive mindset in our culture today doesn't want to talk too much about the blood. You know, they, we, we pulled a lot of the songs about the blood. We pulled them, you know, and put them back on the shelf. And, and uh, we, we don't talk about the blood or sing about the blood. You know, but when we grew up, you know, back in the day, growing up in church, everything was about the blood. We had blood all over the place. You know, and, uh, but, but, well, yeah, but people come in and they won't understand it. Well, that's kind of the problem is that we don't understand it. The, 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 you know, according to Romans, we're supposed to have faith in the blood, but faith is largely dependent upon knowledge. So it's the, if it's the level of thought, and if the Bible's true, if it's the level of thought and study that you give to the truth you hear that determines the v- level of virtue and knowledge that comes back, virtue is just simply power. Remember when, when, when the lady touched Jesus, he said, virtue has left my body. Well, that was the power to change everything in her body. Well, if the level of power that's produced in your life is determined by the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear, well, no, no wonder the enemy doesn't want us knowing anything about the blood. No wonder, no wonder the enemy wants us to back away from the blood. Let me tell you why. Because everything you need is in the blood. Life is in the blood. Healing's in the blood. Redemption's in the blood. Justification's in the blood. Sanctification's in the blood. Deliverance is in the blood. You're adopted. You're a child of God because of the blood. Hello? You're no longer an enemy of God. You're a friend of God. Why? Because of the blood. It's been applied to your life. And, and, and you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't go around door to door, you know, knocking on people's doors and asking them, have, have you heard about the blood? Because that, that might be a little bit awkward. Do you know the blood? 
But maybe when you get up in the morning, you should go to the mirror, knock on that. Do you know about the blood? Maybe you should do a little self-talk and start telling yourself about the blood. And the blood has been applied to your life. I mean, just, you know, as you're brushing your teeth. Well, maybe not while you're brushing your teeth. You can just think it then. When you're combing your hair. When, 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 you're, when you're washing your face, you know, looking in the mirror, the blood of Jesus is on your life. Not, not leaving the house without the blood, right? You got the blood. You, you're, you're doing the Listerine thing. Have you heard about the blood? You know, and just get it going. And just, just talk the blood, talk the blood. Why? Because you need to know about the blood and applying the blood to your life. Remember in Exodus when, uh, uh, you, you know, it's a type and a shadow of things to come. And, and in Exodus, remember, they, 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 they had the sacrifice and they took the basin of blood into their house and they applied the blood to the door. And, and the angel said, when I, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. And the blood protects you from all the junk that the enemy's trying to bring into your life. All the death and destruction, the blood will protect you. But the blood's got to be applied. Wouldn't do you any good to have 37 basins of blood in the cupboard. You got to get it on the house, right? And you got to get it on your life. Well, how am I going to do it? Well, I got to tell you something. The blood speaks. And you, 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 you know, you just need to do some self-talk and just encourage yourself in the Lord and refuse, refuse to allow the enemy to beat you up with, with stuff from your past that has been eradicated by the blood of Jesus. It's amazing how many Christians are beat up every day by stuff they've done or stuff they didn't do or something somebody did to them. You know, and we end up living with shame and guilt. And, you know, uh, it, it's amazing how many uh, self-destructive behaviors can be traced back to uh, shame. We feel bad. But how I many you know that if you're in Christ, that old thing's gone? You know, uh, uh, if God doesn't remember your sin anymore, how come you struggle getting it out of your mind? Well, the Bible says that it's by the sprinkling of the blood that our conscience is cleansed. So in other words, if you will apply the blood, it will release your conscience and that hook that the enemy's had on you, you know, he, he'll lose that, that, that handle. Every time you, that, you know, I think there's people that, you know, you try hard and, and you feel yourself moving forward, but you take two steps forward and it's like something drags you three steps back. Well, where'd that handle come from? Shame, guilt. You need to get that handle removed off of your life. Well, how do I do it? Well, why don't you apply the blood? Because there's deliverance. In the blood. See, if you don't embrace the blood, well, you know, the blood just makes me nervous. Blood makes me uncomfortable. Blood's too gory. It's just too messy. Yeah, but there's no remission of sin without the blood. You, you, just, you just need to talk to yourself about the blood. And I guarantee you, the more you do and the more understanding you have and the more, you, you, the more that your heart and mind just start to get it, the harder it becomes to not tell others there's freedom for you. Hello, somebody. You know, uh, listen to some of these things. You know, here, here's, here's a gal, uh, uh, Alicia Hoffman was her name. She wrote these words, and, and, uh, and it was a little while ago when she wrote it. It was 1878. She was a rock star. 
1878. And she wrote, you, you probably have, you know, you'll recognize some of these words. She wrote, have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Are you fully trusting in his grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Listen to this verse. Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean. Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. You know, just some self-talk to help you begin to, you know, ask yourself those questions. Are you washed in the blood? And if the answer is yes, then you can be free from the power of past sin. Lewis Jones 1899 wrote these words at a camp meeting in Maryland. He sat down and wrote, would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There was power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the lamb. He wrote, would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. Would you be whiter, much whiter than snow? There's power in the blood. Power is in the blood. Sin stains are lost in his life-giving flow. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. There's wonderful power in the blood. In 1876, Robert Lowry wrote this one. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. No wonder the enemy doesn't want you talking about the blood. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nineteen sixty-four, at age fifteen, Andre Crouch wrote these words: "The blood that Jesus shed for me, way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power, because it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose." It's power. It soothes my doubts and calms my fears. And it dries away all my tears. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. I'm here today to tell you the blood is never going to lose its power. And you need the blood in your life. You cannot afford to live without the blood. You need the blood of Jesus on your life. Look at somebody and tell them, you need the blood. Romans 5, 9, it says that we're justified through the blood. Ephesians 2, 13 says that when you were once far from God, now you are brought near to him by the 
blood. You know, our vision here at the church is to find people who are far from God and walk with them till they're close to God, to equip them to live a life of victory with and for God. You know, can I just tell you something? that We, we can't succeed in our mission without the blood of Jesus. Check this verse out. Look at Revelations 12, verse 11. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by the way, they, Revelations written, uh, you know, in, in a future tense and is written, you're the they. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the, to the death. They overcame. Victory for the child of God is through the blood of Jesus. I said victory for the child of God is in the blood. Victory is yours because of the blood. You've got, you are victorious. You've already overcome him, the evil genius of this world. It's, you, you already got it. How would I get it? Through the blood of Jesus Christ on your life. I think we ought to give God a hand and thank him for the blood. Get excited about the blood. We're redeemed. We're sanctified, reconciled. We're righteous. And let me just share this with you. The Holy Spirit will never lead you away from the blood. He'll always lead you to it. You can't experience the plan of God without the blood. You can't have victory without the blood. The blood of Jesus is vital to your victorious experience. You know, maybe the reason that we've had so much disruption and so much defeat and so much heartache is because we've been separated from the blood in our conversation and in our thought life and in our understanding. We haven't applied the blood to our lives the way that we should. Well, maybe it's just time to come back and say, you know what? I'm going to every day, I'm going to apply the blood to my, to my life. I'm going to apply the blood to my house. There's no sickness going to come in this dwelling. Why? Because I'm pleading the blood over my house. There's no, you know what? The enemy's not going to be able to steal from me because I'm going to apply the blood to my finance. I'm going to apply the blood to every realm of my life. Why? Because there's power in the blood of Jesus. Don't, don't be all freaked out and, and messed up and get weird. You, you know, I, I think we, we as Christians, you know, it's church life. We get, you know, we get these weird mindsets. We, we, we need to be bold. You know, the Bible says uh, that we don't boast in what we've done, but I will boast in the blood of the Lamb. Man, I don't go around bragging about the blood. Well, you sure messed that up. Wait till you see what happens because the blood of Jesus is on my life. Hello, somebody. <laughs> we need the blood. I said we need the blood. Salvation's in the blood. Re remember uh, when, when the book says, that the blood of bulls and goats couldn't remove the sin. You know, they had to do it every year. They, they would go out and, and uh, uh, sprinkle the blood, and, you know, for the sins of the people. And, and, uh, and by the way, the priest, he would go in and make a sacrifice for himself first. They tied a rope to his ankle, and they had bells on the hem of his garment so you could hear him moving around back there behind the veil. You know, tinkle, 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 and, and they had a rope because if he went in and his, if his sacrifice wasn't worthy, when he went in, he just fell over dead. And, and the rope was so they could drag him out because it was hard to get volunteers to go in there and get him. You know, so they had a rope. <laughs> How do you like to have that job? Hey, uh, I think the priest is dead in there. You want to go get him? Nope. You know. 
Uh, and, uh, uh, but, but John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus coming, he looked up and he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. You know, they used to cover the blood, but Jesus took away the sin. His blood doesn't cover your sin. His blood removes it. His blood, his blood, let me just, let me just tell you something. The blood always speaks of Jesus. And remember, remember Cain and Abel? Back in the book of Genesis, Cain and Abel, and one of the brothers, you know, got upset and, and killed the other brother, which is kind of an interesting study if you, if you take time to do it because, you know, uh, they, they were arguing, they were upset uh, over, over an offering. They both brought an offering. One, uh, you know, he, he brought the first fruits, and one after a manner of time. So when he was all done with everything else, he brought the leftovers. And the guy that brought the, the first fruits, his offering was received by God. The guy that brought in the leftovers, his 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 was rejected and he got mad so he killed his brother. I think it's funny that the, the first murder in history was over offerings. Hello? Well, well, why is that? Well, well because it's self-righteousness. You know, he, 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 he worked with his hand. He worked hard. Look at everything I've done and you're not going to receive my thing. And, and the other guy, he was just walking in obedience. And, and, and you know, if you have a problem, if you have a problem with uh, other people experiencing freedom and you think, well, no, that can't be right because uh, that was too easy. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we, our men just got back from Thailand with, what was it, 27,000 souls saved. The ladies are coming back with over 19,000 souls saved. That's a clap moment. Well, salvation can't be that easy. See, in church life, we, we, we set up hoops, and if it looks too easy, we set the hoops on fire. And, and, and not everything that, that, that we've done in church, you know, I've been in church my whole life, and, and, I, and it took me a while to figure it out, but not everything we do is necessarily Bible. You know, it's not necessarily doctrine. It's not necessarily God. It's not, not that it's all evil. I mean, you know, I was in places where, you know, the ladies couldn't wear makeup and jewelry was forbidden and they had to wear long dresses all the time. And, and uh, you know, and, and they considered that holiness. That wasn't holiness. That was just ugly. Well, come on. You know, even an old barn needs a coat of new paint. I mean, come on. And you do what you do. You know, you do whatever you have to do. You just, you know, to take care and make, make something. Had nothing to do with, had nothing to do with holiness. But, but, but they just figured if somebody got freedom and, and, and they weren't following their rules, that it was just too easy. Well, you, you need to watch that because that could be self-righteousness trying to get a root in your heart. Because the reality is, is that if you've applied the blood to your life, you're, you're free. See, it, it, the blood of Jesus is the perfect atonement. And, and the atonement, even, even the word atonement, it didn't mean a covering. Atonement, well, well just think about the word, at one meant. Man, because of sin, was separated from God, but the, but the blood, see, the, the sin demanded, demanded a sacrifice. And, and the blood caused the relationship for us to be, come back to be at one with God. And the blood of Jesus has just finalized that, and now we are at one with him. We're not separated from him anymore. Oh, come on. You know, we used to try to live, you know, without, without the presence of God in our life, but now we get to enjoy the presence of God every single day in our life because we are at one with him. 
We are, I said we are at one with him. Don't, don't, don't get all messed up because somebody you think doesn't deserve it has a, ha, ha, seems to have a growing relationship with God. Well, they couldn't possibly be right with God. I know what they're thinking. I, I know what they've been doing. Yeah, but none of that. It, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, they're, they're not sort of righteous or they're, they're not on their way to righteous. If they're in Christ, they are 100% righteous. And you and I can't be all messed up because somebody is pressing into God and we don't think they should get it because, well, you know, they still owe me $27.19. Hello, somebody. You know, the blood of Jesus justifies us. We are justified because of the blood. Justified, just as if, just as if. If I hadn't sinned. When God's looking at you, he's, he's not remembering the sin in your life. He's not remembering the, the times you failed him. He's not remembering the times you, you, you caved in and gave up and quit. He's not remembering that. It's just as if you didn't sin. As a matter of fact, it's just as if you never disobeyed. Oh, my God. It's just as if you never disobeyed. Oh, man, you need to get this. It's, it's just as if that stupid thing you did never got done. And you're thinking, well, I know it got done because that was just before we left the house. Yeah, but if you confess it, it's just as if you never performed it. Now, let, let, let me just tell you something that, that, that I, you know, having three boys, we've raised three sons. And, 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 and if my sons had never disobeyed me. Thank God that God's God, and I'm not. Hello? Look at your neighbor and say, you're not God. I think some of us try to climb up on that positional throne and, and, and try, you know, we, we, we attempt, maybe not knowingly, but we attempt to, to, to judge everybody around us, to act like we're God. Man, I, I got news for you. You better be thankful I'm not God. You know, we traveled with the tent, and, and we, had, you know, we had meetings twice a day for years. And, and uh, Remember those songs, uh, you know, I Surrender All. Remember that one, I Surrender All? We, we'd sing that over and over and over and over as people were coming down. And, and can, can I just tell you that, that if I were God and you were coming down the aisle singing I Surrender All, I would beat you to your house after service. I'd get all your stuff. Because, you, because I know people, they surrender all on the way down. They pick it back up on their way out. So I'd get, you know, but God, you know, God in his mercy and his grace, and he just, you know, he just covers all of that. And it's just as if you never disobeyed. If my sons had never disobeyed me, what do you think they could ask me for? I mean, they wouldn't have any problem at all, would they? Coming in and saying, hey, you know, I'm a little short right now. Would you help me? Absolutely, stinking lootly. Well, you have the ability to boldly go into the throne room of heaven and ask for anything you ever need. Why? Because when God looks at you, it's just as if you've never let him down. See, you go to God in your prayer life, and you're, you're, you're asking God, and, and, and the thoughts come. Don't, don't they come? Well, I, I bet the reason that hasn't happened is because I haven't been good enough. 
I, I bet because of the decisions I've made and the actions I've performed and the thoughts that I've thought and the words that I've said, and those things are, are keeping me, and, and I'm not worthy to receive. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to know about the blood. Because when the blood's been applied to your life, you need to understand that the, the just, the justified, just as if you've never disobeyed, the just live by faith, by faith, by faith in the blood. And all of a sudden, a boldness comes up on the inside of you that you didn't possess before because I'm standing in the presence of God Almighty himself just as if I've never disobeyed him, saying, hey, I am at one with you, and here's what we need to do. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something. You, you know, what well, people are freaked out. Well, you mean people, are go, they're going to go in, they're, they're going to take advantage of that. It's going to be hard to take advantage of God. If the blood cleanses your conscience, some of the stupid stuff you think you want, all of a sudden you'll begin. Let, let me just put it this way. You, your will will begin to surrender to his will. It's like it says in Ephesians, you know, uh, chapter 2. You should go back and read that. But it says that we are his handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus and made new so that we might do the good works which he's created us to do and so that we could take the good path which he prearranged and made ready for us so that we could live the good life that he created for us to live. Man, I'm telling you, there, there's a boldness that will come on your life when you, when you begin to understand. The more time you spend meditating on the blood of Jesus and what it's done for you, and you recognize that it is just as if I've never disobeyed. Well, if I, am, if I have never disobeyed, why in the world would I want to start now? It is just as if, and I'm standing in the presence of God, and I'm in alignment with him. I'm at one with him. I want what he wants for the same reason he wants it. And all of a sudden, I can, I can ask God because I know that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything I could ask or think. And I've tapped into his will and his purpose, and I want to see his you know, uh, purposes fulfilled in, in, in my life and in my children's life and in the church and in my city so now I can boldly come in and I know that when I speak he's hearing my voice because just as even as he as Jesus is so am I here in the earth Jesus lived a perfect life and I gotta tell you something in the eyes of God and it's hard to get your heart wrapped around this reality but in the eyes of God so have you and the enemy keeps coming up behind you and reminding you of all that stuff. And today, I just need you to understand this, man. I just need you to get this. That if, if the pressure is there, if the weight is there from stuff behind you, you just need to press in to the blood of Jesus. It's not always easy to get away from the stuff that's behind us. You're constantly reminded of your perspective. Of, of a worldly perspective, constantly reminded of what a bad person you are. But that's not you. And the reason, one of the reasons the enemy, uh, one, one, one of the reasons the enemy wants you to think it's hard for you is so that you make it hard for others. Because if it's easy for you, it's got to be easy for others, right? You know how, you know we ought to be winning people. We, we, we've won, you know, 19,000, 27,000 souls. Yeah, but, but that's in foreign country. You know how easy it, is, it should be to win people right here? Here's, here's what we're wanting to get birthed in your spirit and your heart, that we're here to win the lost. 
come on. We're, we're here. We're here to win the loss. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know if that's my gifting. Come here, Keith. Let's just show you how, how easy this is. Hi, my name's Tom. Tom, I'm Keith. Hi, Keith. How are you? Great. You live around here? Yes, I do. That's awesome. How long you lived around here? 13 years. 13 years. Do you go to church? Yes, I do. You do. Hey, if you died right now and you found yourself standing in the presence of God and he's going to let you into heaven and he said, why should I let you in? What would you say? Because you're my son. You're my savior because of the blood of Jesus has set me free. That's awesome. And you know what? If you ask somebody and they said, because I'm good, you can say, well, you know, Romans 3 says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us, you and me, we both sinned. Romans 6 says the wages of sin, that's death. But the gift of of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So salvation is a gift. Romans 10 says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. Keith, pray this with me. Just say, dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. And just lead him in the sinner's prayer. And then give him a high five. They're saved. Make sure to fill out a connection card. It's not hard to win the lost. Why is it so hard for us? Because we think it's hard for us. It's hard for me to live in victory. Why? Because I've failed so many times. No, it's just as if you never failed. It's just as if you never disobeyed. You are at one with him through the blood. You need to get the blood on your life every day. Man, I, I, I want to encourage you this week. You know, don't, don't be like James said. Don't, don't be a heedless listener who comes to the, to the book, it's like looking in a mirror and goes away and quickly forgets who he is. But be, a, be an active doer who hears the message and obeys it. And he doesn't quickly forget, but he does what it says. And go, go every day and, and, and several times through the day, just stop yourself and remind yourself, wow, the blood of Jesus is on my life. I'm at one with God. Just as if I've never failed. Just as if I've never sinned. Just as if I've never disappointed God. Some of us are so broken up because we broke the heart of God. I'm going to tell you something. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. And he is rejoicing over you with singing. He's not heartbroken because of your mistake. Let me tell you why. Because he forgave you. Forgiveness doesn't have much to do with your past. It's all about your future. Forgive. For means in advance. Give is a gift. A gift is something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. He forgave you before you sinned. Why? Because he was releasing your future. You got to press into the future, and it is just as if I'd never disobeyed. I want you to close your book, bow your head. I don't know everybody's journey here, but maybe it's time for you to apply the blood. To your life. Maybe you've never prayed the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed it.